You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Welcome, welcome to the Mission Matters Podcast Network. This is Jonathan Schroyer, the host of the Future of Service channel. I'm the Chief CX Innovation Officer at Arise. I'm so thrilled today. We have a wonderful guest, Sarah McDonald. She's an author. She has a book coming out. She'll talk about that. She has done, if you look at her career on LinkedIn, she has a technology background. She's a business leader. She's a renowned executive coach. So it's so so kind of her to spend some time with us to talk about the future of service. Sarah, tell the audience a little bit more about yourself before we get going. Man, Jonathan, I want you to introduce me every time. Thank you so much. So yeah, I mean, my big news right now is that my book is launching in October or it will have launched by the time we are sharing this podcast. And my book is called The Cancer Channel. And it is a memoir based upon my experience of battling two separate unrelated cancers at the same time while I was staff at eBay. Wow. So I think what's so interesting about this is going to be fun because you're not only all of those things that I said, but you're also a survivor and a thriver, which I think is amazing. Well, let's let's jump into it. So the, the first question is the future of service. What is the future of service from your perspective, Sarah? Yeah, from a business standpoint, and this relates to the book, but the future of service is companies need to view their employees not just as customers, there's been a huge shift where companies start to to look at the customer journey, the employee mm-hmm. journey mm-hmm. viewing as customers. However, I would argue they need to and will soon need to look at them as humans first. Mm-hmm. Not employees, not customers first, but humans first. I think that's so true. When we went through the pandemic, one of the things that I noticed, a little off topic from the future of service, but related to what you're talking about, is all of a sudden my mind was like, yo, so you're going to be in the house every day (laughs) and this is a safe zone. So I'm going to go ahead and unpack all that PTSD that you've been hiding out in your brain and we're going to release it all. So I really have a a much deeper respect for the human side, the human experience, the mental health, those type of things. So I think that's totally, totally true. When you think about that topic, what's going to be the force multiplier that you think is going to bring that that kind of future service to pass or help companies figure it out? Yeah, I think companies took the first step in figuring some of this out during the pandemic. I think you're absolutely right. We were living in one another's living rooms, bedrooms, et cetera, as we conducted work. And so it kind of forced us to look at one another as, as humans first. The good news is we got a great practice run. Some people were more successful at it than others, or some companies were more successful at it than others. They quickly adapted and were able to start treating their employees as humans. So that's that's the great news. But it is, in fact, technology, right. technology that will enable remote working that is the force multiplier on this. Employers actually lost some of their power with working. Employees have voted with their feet. We know the great resignation because employees now can get jobs elsewhere. So they will now seek out companies that see them first as humans. And I think that's so true when you think about the the millennials, the Gen Z, and 
whatever the generation that we're going to call after Gen Z, maybe it's the COVID generation, I don't know. But they care deeply about being treated as humans for as profit is behind purpose, right? They want to have purpose. They want to have meaning. They want to feel life. Mission, yes. right? Mission, and they want to be seen. That's they want right. to be seen by the people they work with. They want to feel like they're working with family or they say, you know, I will vote with my feet. I will work elsewhere. Yeah, no, it's it's 100% true. I, I love how you like concisely talked about that. I want to dig into that a little bit more because we have more time because you're so very well concise with it. When you think about the technology that it's going to take, because I support you, your belief on this, I think it's technology that's going to enable this. Obviously, we're talking on Zoom today. Zoom has a chat function, right? There's the Zoom, the Zoom drain, right? The video drain. One thing that I've been talking, and I'd be interested in your insights on, is I've been talking with leaders about is how do we build etiquette into remote work where people can still have energy, but be present or seen when they need to be, but also be in the background and regain their energy because introverts and extroverts, everybody's a little different, right? So I'd love to get your insight as an executive coach. And you talk with a lot of people. What are people thinking about or what are you thinking about this? Well, the first thing that I would speak to is with COVID, we were all, I think the executives, I was working at a startup, I was COO at a small startup in San Francisco. And our first concern was like, are people going to be able to work effectively this way? Will we get the same productive work out of our teams? And what we found is, is in fact, the opposite. It wasn't that employees weren't working as hard. In fact, they were working too hard. And we occasionally had to pull someone to the side and say, you know, I would say to my teammates, I need you in the next month to identify a week where you're going to take a vacation. That's right. Because you need the downtime. You will be more productive and a better employee Mm. if you go take care of yourself for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, I would say, so the, the big insight was that, you know, we could all work remotely. It actually accelerated working remotely by like 10 years. You know, what I talk to people about, because I think that was your question as an executive coach, how do I, what do I talk to people about? And I talk to them about remembering that you have one resource, you are a limited resource. Mm-hmm. And you need to pay a lot of attention to what your body is telling you, what your brain is telling you, as far as do you have the energy to do the work? And I'm not saying that people can just say, hey, I'm having a day that I can't show up. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that people need to pace themselves. Yeah. And they, need to, yeah. they need to recognize when they need to take a day off, when they need to take a week off, or when they need to say to their boss, hey, am I critical in this next meeting? Because I'd like to put my head down and go work on something. Yeah. And boss can say, okay, I see that you're you're depleted right now. That's cool. You know, I see you as a human. Go do what you need to do as an introvert who needs yep. to, you know, rejuvenate right now. Yeah. And yeah. Then come back to us. But it's all communication. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I mean, I think it's going to be so interesting because I'm an introvert in even though I do a podcast, but <laughs> I'm an introvert and I schedule in my schedule, I schedule my downtime. Because if I don't, I'd like, I'm not good at saying no right. like, meetings, right? So I have to schedule. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. That's, that's my downside. And then in the morning, I schedule my baby time, my Anderson time. Oh, so no. like, so I have like six to eight, six to nine with him and no one, it doesn't matter time zone, doesn't matter who it is in the company. Nobody touches that time because that's my Anderson time. And so I think you're right. People have to be intentional. They have to take care of themselves. And then companies and bosses have to respect that. And enable that. I think you're totally, totally right. Role model it. 
That's right. That's right. It's terrific that you, as you know, an executive, a leader at your company, are doing that. I'm very, very transparent with people. I will have blocks of time, and for me, it's to work. I'm actually on the other end of the spectrum. I'm an extrovert, and I will take every meeting. I do not know Zoom exhaustion. This Zoom exhaustion you introverts talk about. I don't know what you're talking about. I actually love the interaction. So I actually have to schedule time to get work done so that at you know six o'clock I can turn off the computer and I yep. can go be a mama and a wife and enjoy my family. I think that's it's so interesting. Okay, so we have time for one more keen insight. So whether it's about the cancer channel or whether it's about anything else that you want to share. Share another keen insight with the audience before we wrap up. Yep. My keen insight. So I'm going to grab two of them, Jonathan. Sorry. First is, and this relates to, you know, people who are going through health crises, like trust your intuition, you know, listen to your body. And if something doesn't seem right, it is okay to go back and ask questions of your doctor. Mm. It is okay to get a second or a third opinion. It turns out that doctors are human and they make mistakes. Mm-hmm. That's all okay. No one cares about your health as much as you do. Be mm-hmm. your best advocate. That's the first thing. Yep. Second, very quickly, I'm being naughty, but second, very quickly, is that we know a lot about Western medicine, but we don't know the connections between body and mind, right? Western medicine takes care of our body. Eastern practices can actually take care of our mind. And I believe that if you combine the two, Uh actually set yourself up and relax your mind and body to allow the medicines to better heal you. I 100% agree. And can it be naughty as well? Because I'm a big believer in meditation and Eastern medicine. And, you know, I think a good friend of ours has, you know, booked the soul of purpose and, and so forth. I find that if I meditate, each day, at least 15 to 20 minutes, I'm better all around. Yes. I think of meditation as size for the brain. So you and I both talked about how we're huge Peloton acolytes. We both work out a ton of the body and we both meditate to work out the brain. And I think combination, there's just a beautiful, magical, mystical thing that goes on there that helps both be better and healthier. 100%. 100%. We could keep talking. Yes. We'll have to bring you on again for sure. But what a wonderful time. Sarah McDonald, like I mentioned earlier, she's an author, she's a tech leader, the renowned business executive coach. Sarah, if folks want to reach out to you to talk about your book or talk about anything and everything that's on their mind that they're interested from this podcast, how should they contact you? Yeah. So I have a website called thecancerchannelbook.com. And it has all of my contact information there. I would love it. I would love for people to reach out. Fantastic. Well, thanks, Sarah, again, for coming on the podcast today. And thanks to the listeners. This is the Mission Matters Podcast Network. I'm Jonathan Schroyer, the Chief CX Innovation Officer at Arise. And I'm the host of the Future of Service channel. Until next time, serve well. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.